0: Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's your host, Walter, from the Two Point Conversation. And real quick, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Now, you're listening to the podcast, and you're listening to me and Ant just go back and forth, and you're having a good time. But you're also saying to yourself, well, I feel like I could do this, too. I want to get involved in podcasts. Where do I go? What Help me out. Well, I'm going to help you. Go on over to Anchor. Number one, it's free. And I've been podcasting for three years, a little bit over three years. And let me just tell you, Anchor is by far the best one out there. Number one, it's free. I already mentioned that, and I can't mention that enough. Free is good. Free is good. But also, they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast virtually anywhere you are, whether you're on the road, whether you're at home. You could do it from your phone, from your computer, as long as you have the Anchor app or the web page open. So that's a plus, too, because we're always on the move. If you feel like you have the inspiration wherever you may be, just open up the app and start recording. It's that simple. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, and you could be heard on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and many more. You could also monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So don't hesitate, dive on in, go ahead and get podcasting now. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Get this show going, man. Marshawn Lynch is still on his feet. He's dancing his way for to the touchdown. Jared.
1: by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. It's time to go big or go home. Now, the hottest takes on football, here's your host, the guy with all the jokes, Walter and Dirt Carr's number one fan, Ant Jules. The two-point conversation starts now.
0: Woo, it is good to be back. What's up, Ant?
1: What's going on, man? How you doing?
0: Hey, man. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm feeling good uh, on this Monday night. You know, I'm I'm rested, got the mind right. Niners screwed it up for me, but overall, <laughs> I, I had a I had a good weekend, man. I got away. I went on the coast. It was uh, it was pretty nice. That's I, good. That's good. I how like was that. uh, how was things around uh, you know, around home around uh, football Sunday? What 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 was going on <laughs> with all those games?
1: Oh man, it was wild. We we had we had dealing with the whole you know the whole COVID issue. You know we 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 make our predictions, for the, you know, we talk our podcasts, and then next thing you know, bam, we got breaking news: Cam Newton out. Yeah, COVID going around, postponements, all this crazy stuff. So it's 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 been a it's been a wild week. I guess.
0: Yeah, man. Look, I got to tell you. All right, so when 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 Cam, because obviously before I left, um, before I before I left, because I left on Thursday. So before I headed out there was the the word on the on the Titans right with with COVID um, coming up and you know getting getting thrown out there with with cancellations and it's like all right well we we kind of we kind of went through this with baseball you kind of figured that it wasn't going to have or it wasn't going to be you know smooth sailing for for football right i mean it, right. it's kind of it was almost a not a matter of if it's a matter of when so mm-hmm. it finally happened but I just gotta get this off my chest man I, I kind of feel somewhat responsible all right but but, but let me <laughs> let me explain why okay because 2020 has been a crazy a crazy year right mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. because of everything that's been going on I haven't really had uh vacations right I I, uh, I just got one this this weekend now if you're following me and, and what I'm doing and what I'm saying look. Baseball, NBA shut down, baseball shut down back in March. I'm going all the way back to March. All right, we got got to go through this timeline of events. So in March, uh, I was planning on going to spring training. I don't know if I told you that, but I was planning on going to spring training. And I was actually due to fly out from Oakland to Arizona the day that MLB and the NBA shut down. that was when i was supposed to fly out then everything else started getting canceled and boom no more arizona trips i'm like all right well damn that that sucks right so flash forward into covid time right uh i go camping and this is somewhat recently it was uh it was about maybe a a month ago maybe a month and a half ago uh i believe it was in august I, i all my days are running together i don't even know what month we're in anymore But, uh, but so I went camping and, uh, the A's, they ended up testing positive that weekend that I went to, uh, that I went camping. Right. So we're, we're still talking baseball. We're talking COVID because football hadn't started yet. Then we get into football season. I go to Reno. I put down my bets. Remember a couple of weeks ago and the 49ers damn near lose the entire squad in New York. Okay. So, (laughs) so those are all three of my trips. And then this past weekend happened. The Steelers Titans get postponed. They're getting moved to, I believe it was Week Seven, right? It was mm-hmm, Week Seven. Right. And then Cam comes out. Cam Newton. That's like the the high profile. And it's not. It's not a uh, that this was the first case, right? Because everyone's talking. Oh, the first case in in NFL. It, it wasn't AJ Terrell. He was actually the first one that tested positive uh, during the season. Nobody really talked right. that up. But he was the first one for the Atlanta Falcons. To test positive for COVID, but Cam mm-hmm. was the first big name to be out there. I mean, he's franchise quarterback caliber, right? Right.
1: right. So when
0: that happened, I was like, "Damn, I, I I'm sorry, Cam." Like, like I was like, yeah. "That's this is on me." Like, 2020 is on me because I'm going on vacations. That <laughs> it's on me. So, man, I'm now I'm just, I'm just scared to go anywhere now. Like, I, I can't I can't do anything. I just gotta sit. <laughs> I, I gotta sit still. Uh because it seems like every time I leave, something happens. I don't it's, it's a curse. I'm cursed, just like the 49ers, man. Like, oh my <laughs> god. This this uh 2020 has just has not been forgiving uh at all for my for my uh for my travel. So I apologize to everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna take the L on that one. But man, so we had the, the scare with Cam, right? The the COVID, he was the only one, and then we actually had a little bit of a scare with the with the Saints I don't know if you caught that on I believe it was Saturday where mm-hmm. uh, they were saying that a player tested positive but it ended up being a false positive so that's a that's a that's a good thing um so the Saints were able to to go on and play but the Patriots they got moved to the Monday night slot which I was kind of fit trying to figure out how it was going to go but we had the two Monday night games tonight mm-hmm and we had the Chiefs and Patriots. They played at 4 o'clock. And the Falcon. because remember, at the beginning of the year, we were talking about, well, these doubleheaders on Monday night, they need to figure this out. Like, they can't. I, I was thinking we were going to have another late night, right? But they actually overlapped it where uh, where the, the Patriots and Chiefs started at 4 and then the Falcons-Packers started at the same time at 5 o'clock or 5.20 or whatever time it started at. But uh, But, yeah, so we had the two Monday night games, man. So it was a little bit of a treat, but still kind of a weird situation with everything going on and co- with COVID. So right, right. we're hoping that Cam, number one, is okay and he can come back and play next week, right? Because the Patriots, mm-hmm. they look like a chicken with their head cut off uh, on Monday night football against <laughs> the Chiefs, man. Like Brian Hoyer, he he had – if you look at his Madden rating on awareness – has to be like a negative three like th- this guy had no idea <laughs> what was going on going into the halftime he took a sack and he wanted to call a timeout bro you ain't got no more timeouts you just right. wasted a field goal opportunity <laughs> and you know bill belichick was livid but watch oh yeah you,
1: yeah you seen it in his face He's oh just yeah
0: like, oh. oh yeah bro even <laughs> even if he has a a, a mask on <laughs> you you can tell when <laughs> when he's pissed. Like oh, you can yeah. just see it in his eyes. Like I I thought I saw like a little bit of flame coming out of his eyeballs. But uh <laughs> but yeah, Belich- Belichick was furious. But I mean, the Patriots they had a lot of a lot of issues in that game. But Chiefs they won that game handedly. Uh, to be honest, I didn't really watch most of the, most of the game. But what what did you watch? Did you watch any any of those games? Uh, coming into the Monday night.
1: Yeah, I, I I watched the the first uh, about 3 quarters <clears throat> and then you know the fourth quarter as soon as the the quarterback switch happened I just that was that was kind of it for me. Um I, well mainly once the Packer game started I, that's when I started watching cuz uh, that's when I switched over and then I was just kind of going in between the two of them but really watching the Packer game. Um but the Packer game it wasn't really too entertaining for me, man. It was just Aaron Rodgers just just having fun out there just playing backyard football looked like pretty much um had the tight end Robert Tiny just, just going stupid out there. 98 yards, three touchdowns for, you know, a, a tight end that you could say is basically out of nowhere. Um, and he seems to be ha- building a, a pretty solid relationship with Rodgers. So it was it was some pretty not-so-entertaining matchups, I'd say. But it, it, it is what it is. You know, uh, Packers are missing Devontae Adams, and the Falcons are the Falcons. Their defense is so banged up over there that we you kind of knew it was – going to just be a, a, a one-sided game pretty much.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, looking at the matchup, I mean, the Falcons, they've been scoring a lot of points, so that was maybe their only saving grace. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers out there playing football, looking like he's having the time of his life, looking like he's 21 again. Dude, That that is a scary, a scary sight to see mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers having that much fun. And Devontae Adams wasn't even out there. You know right. what I'm saying? So, the the Packers they're one of a handful of teams that are four uh, and Right? You got the Chiefs, you got the Packers, you got the Seahawks. Uh, I believe you got the Bills, which we'll talk about the Bills later. Oh, hang on there, <laughs> hang on. You ha- you'll have your sh- your shot to talk about the Bills and the Raiders. <laughs> that was a rough game, but uh, but yeah. So they're they're the handful of the four and teams, and then the Titans and Steelers because they had the bye. Um, they're still undefeated. Right. One of them were going to lose, but now mm-hmm. they're still undefeated and they could be uh, going undefeated for a couple of weeks. The Steelers take on the the Eagles next week. Titans, they take on the Buffalo Bills. So maybe uh, at least one of those teams have to lose next week unless they tie right. like uh, like the Eagles and the, <laughs> and the Bengals. But oh, God, the Eagles. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about that, too, man. The, the Eagles, 49ers. <laughs> we got a lot to get off of our chest, I think, on this podcast. Because oh, yeah. none of us, mm-hmm. none of us have a have a a victory Monday this week, right? Oh, and, no. and we're kind of mm-hmm. we're we're kind of dr- drowning in our sorrows a little bit. Um, but before we get into all that, we got to get into all the big storylines. The big one that happened uh, today, actually, before the kickoff, was Bill O'Brien. He ended up getting fired uh, from from mm-hmm. coaching and GM, right? So, I mean. If if I can uh, take credit for that, because I, I'm telling you about everything that goes bad uh, when I go on vacation. Well, you're welcome, Texans. You're you're welcome, Texans fans. I'm responsible for Bill O'Brien getting fired. Just want to throw that out there. But uh, Romeo Cornell is taking over, and he'll be the oldest coach um, to coach in NFL history at 73. I, I didn't know he was that old.
1: But yeah, uh, I didn't even know he was that old. <laughs> I didn't know he was that
0: old either, but he's been around for a while, man. Uh right, when I right. when I saw that he got he got uh named the coach, I was actually looking back at a lot of the uh Coors Light commercials that he was in back in uh back in the early I think it was like early 2000s or something like that. And those those are those hilarious. Um but looking at that with the Texans, I mean, happy birthday? Like <laughs> How how do you feel? How do you feel like as a Texans fan, how would someone feel about this going on with Bill O'Brien? I mean, they're cheering and they're having a parade right now in in Texas. right?
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It is. It's one of those things. It's like, they've been waiting on it for a while. He's constantly been ruining the franchise. Um, a lot of his trades are, you know, they, they bring a lot of, a lot of, uh, spotlight on them. You know, they're, they're very controversial. I guess you could say, um, Getting rid of Jadavian Clowney, getting getting rid of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and you 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 get a second round pick and David Johnson who has missed a couple games, and then now you got that second round draft pick. You got you, you trade it for Brandon Cooks, and it's just a bad look. You you trade for a, a left tackle last year, and he doesn't even look like a, a premier left tackle. That he he just looks like a guy that he would just fill in and take the spot for a couple years, and you know as you put other pieces around and look for the next guy. Um, but yeah, you, you gotta be happy if he's gone. Cause like I said, he's, he's been ruining that franchise for a while and I feel like he's definitely been holding them back and the team just, it just needs a new direction. It just needs. So I, I, I guess, I guess you could say it's time for, you know, a new makeover. So Texans fans, I'm sure have got to be happy. Um, as someone who's cheering for Deshaun Watson, I'm extremely happy now he gets a new coach, someone who can actually start building a winning culture over there and, you know, I guess Texas could look to better. I mean, they don't have much to look forward to. You know, they don't have draft picks, they don't have the money, but you got to start somewhere. So, you know, only direction is up from here, I guess you could say.
0: I mean, you can only go so low, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty <laughs> much where they're at. They're without a GM, they're without a head coach. They have Romeo Cornell um, stepping in now, but a 0 4 start, which. I don't know if it could have gone any other way. I mean, you look at that schedule, yeah, they could have beaten the Vikings, but they they had a really rough go to start this season what they had uh they had the chiefs the the Texans, and the Steelers. I mean, you're talking about potential uh playoff teams in in that I mean, not even just playoff teams like Super Bowl contenders out of the right. AFC. You know what I mean? So, so that's that's a really tough draw for uh, for the Texans. But yeah, that's the thing is that they're in this situation because of Bill O'Brien. He's gone. I feel like he was doing all this because he knew he was out the door. But he's just like, <laughs> I'm gonna screw you over, however much I can before I leave. So, so that <laughs> the fans in in Houston can just you know sit in that because now they do. They have to. They don't have any draft picks. I don't. I don't know how you can start a rebuild process without first and second round picks. I mean, you're not going to rebuild the team with third round picks and six round picks. I mean, that's just not, that's just not going to happen.
1: So you're, you're reaching on that.
0: <laughs> right. So, I mean, how, how do they even think about moving forward? It's, it's going to be a, a interesting year for, for the Texans. And, mm-hmm. you know, to, to see Deshaun Watson being on the receiving end of that, because, I think that he's getting a lot of uh, criticism, but you got to see everything that happened around him. Like he he literally just lost his number one guy. I know that there's quarterbacks out there that, you know, when you look at Monday night, Aaron Rodgers didn't need his number one guy, right? He didn't need Devontae Adams, but that's not to say that Deshaun Watson is a bad quarterback because he can't do that. Some some quarterbacks just need that extra help. I mean, that's that's just part of the game. You need someone out there that's going to catch. Because I mean, hell, even go over to to the to the Patriots game, Julian Julian Edelman, who's supposed to be that guy, uh, Jared Sinem got in there, through his first NFL interception because Joel, Julian Edelman didn't catch it, and it fell right, right into the Honey Badger's hands, and he ran it into the touchdown. So it's like you have to have. Uh, a good quarterback for your franchise, but you also have to have someone on the receiving end, also. So uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be really rough for Deshaun Watson. I mean, I, I just, I, I just hope he doesn't get hurt, you know, in, in a season that is already pretty much lost. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are of a zero and four start, but it's not going to look good. And and they're not in a, I mean, it's not a, a, it's not a heavy division, but I mean, the Colts they're looking somewhat decent this year. Uh, they got Phillip Rivers. They got a really good defense, probably the best defense in that division. Um, And then you have the Titans. Di- Titans have a good defense also. And uh, they have Ryan Tannehill over there, Derrick Henry. So it, it's not looking too good for the Texans right now. But uh, I guess, yeah, you can only only look up because Bill O'Brien, the days are over. So even though they're 0-4, I know that Texans fans are celebrating this like they won the Super Bowl, as they should, right. <laughs> as they should, because I don't know how he kept his job as long as he did. Another one that may be uh, getting fired here soon, I'm just going to throw that out there, Dan Quinn, because oh, yeah. he just looked terrible on Monday night. Maybe he mm-hmm. gets fired tomorrow morning. <laughs> right? You know, who knows? Who knows with that? But uh, <laughs> that's just one of many storylines, you know, uh, in in uh, in the NFL moving into – week five we're getting into week five man we're in october um we're we're moving pretty quick we're cooking here but uh but with everything going on with covid i mean we were talking about that at the beginning of the podcast the nfl roger goodell he actually put out a new protocol right um or or he, he put it into context uh so to speak for people that may be violating and we have some violators uh fans of violators on uh on the podcast here today i'm not just saying you <laughs> i'm saying me as well uh with kyle shanahan but you know with the new protocols roger goodell he put out a statement sent out a memo to all 32 teams um today on monday and it pretty much read this is that protocol violations that result and and when i read it i was uh i was really i, w- I was shook by it i was like wow like that's they're, they're taking it to an extreme. So it says protocol violations that result in virus spread requiring adjustments to the schedule or otherwise impacting other teams will result in additional financial and competitive discipline. Now you're like, all right, well, what's competitive discipline? That includes adjustment or loss of draft choices, draft picks. Okay. That is a big deal. But even more so, they said or even the forfeit of a game. Ish. Is the NFL taking it to an extreme? Or is that kind of what needs to be done? Cause I mean, if it's if it's a violation of protocols, I, I can understand that. Cause if it if they're following protocols and it happens, I mean, I would assume that they wouldn't have to forfeit a game but if they're blatantly out there not following protocol and it happens i mean is that is that kind of fair do you think that that is a good way that the nfl should go about it
1: uh it, it's, it's one of those things where you're just like that it sounds like it's overdoing it you're you're kind of overdoing it but at the same time looking at it from the nfl's perspective perspective is you're trying to Prevent teams from from doing things that you don't want them to do. You're trying to prevent them from from breaking rules or breaking protocol. So you got to kind of have a strict guideline of it, you know, and put the put the fear of consequence in in people's thoughts. Like, okay, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this because it'll really really hurt us, you know, that that type of deal. Now, at the same time though, it I I think it's a bit harsh. I mean, to forfeit a game, that's kind of crazy. Um, but I can see that playing a role. Uh, when you look at the Raiders, they were. We've been breaking that guideline like left and right. We're we're doing pretty damn bad at it. And we you know, they've already mentioned that we may lose a draft pick, which I'm like, damn, that sucks. Cause you know, we need a, we need as many draft picks as we can get. So to lose a draft pick that's that's that can definitely hurt a team. Um I'm more of you know what, just keep finding them, find them for large amounts. They have money, you know, eventually it'll hurt their pockets. Um but to to lose draft picks and then, you know, even risk forfeiting a game it's like man that that's that's so that's just one thing you don't want to do you don't want to you don't want to experience that so i I don't know what what teams the plan is in the future but teams i'm sure they're gonna have to really crack down especially the raiders you know we've we've been accused of uh you know we had john gruden out there without the mask other coaches without the mask on um allegedly we allowed somebody in the locker room that wasn't supposed to be there um, so we got fined for that. We got, we're getting penalized for that. And then we had the Darren Waller, uh, fundraiser, you know, or event going on, uh, That's raising awareness for the, yeah, for the drug and alcohol awareness. So, and the, you know, we got Derek Carr out there with no mask, kind of rent Jason Witten, like all these guys out there at the event with no mask on. So, you know, something like that, I can see them saying, Oh, you know, we're going to, we're going to, uh, you guys are going to have to forfeit a game because your whole team was out there violating, <laughs> you know what I mean? Something like that, I guess. But man, it, it's, just a, it's just a scenario that just sucks, man.
0: Well, you, you know, I think about it, and I'm like, damn, they got to forfeit a game. But also, it it kind of goes to that there's a certain responsibility for, mm-hmm. for the teams or the players uh, to be following the protocols, right? Because right. you don't want to put yourself in a situation to where – uh, you're possibly contracting COVID and then you give it to your teammates and then the teammates give it to the teams and, and just have an outbreak, right? I think that's what they're trying to stop from happening. Um, I think that that's actually something that MLB didn't do and why they had so many outbreaks at the onset, right? So I applaud mm-hmm. the NFL for trying to uh, tackle this. I feel like it may be like a a scare tactic, like the scare them straight Type thing. Like, if you guys don't get your act together, you're going to have consequences. So, if you understand that, maybe you'll take it a little bit more seriously. I feel like that's kind of the, the the way that the NFL is trying to operate. But also, I can see why they would say loss in draft picks because I think that a loss in a draft pick would be more of a big blow than a forfeit of a game. I mean, yeah, they're playing in the season. But draft picks are your future, is how you right. continue to be successful, right? Teams win games during the season, right? But they win uh, dynasties. They build dynasties during the offseason during draft time. Like, that's mm-hmm. how a team is built to to uh, to sustain, right? So, when you talk about draft picks, the forfeit of the game, I just see it as a a um a standpoint of scheduling right because right. uh we were talking off podcast me you and fred and and shout out to fred by the way he did a really good job i didn't i didn't mention that at the beginning of uh of the podcast both of you guys did a really good job without me you guys don't need me you guys don't need me <laughs> um but so so going into the uh the uh pretty much the the, the scheduling, right? is what Fred brought up off podcast. I don't remember if he brought it up on, on the last podcast. I might be mis- mixing mixing up uh conversations here, but pretty much how many games can you postpone? You do keep do you keep postponing games, moving them around, changing up the schedule? How long can you do that before the season is canceled? Right? So that is something that I could see why they would throw in the forfeit of a game because there's only a couple of weeks that they can play with. Right. And the more that there's breakouts and, 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 uh, and, and, you know, with COVID cases, they may not have the ability to maneuver the schedule like they were able to with the Titans and the Steelers. So um, I feel like the forfeit of a game. I mean, it sounds a little harsh, but, I think that's just so that everything continues to uh, to flow, right? And and right. the Steelers were kind of upset, right? Um, in that they couldn't play their game because of something that the Titans were do- dealing with, and right. that's not to like you know throw shade to the Titans or to uh, to minimize what's going on with them. Obviously, we want all those players and staff to be healthy, but you know Mike Tomlin, the Steelers, they were upset. Because they weren't going to be playing a game, and you know they weren't even allowed. I don't even think they were allowed to practice. I don't know if you can, if you can. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should done.
1: Yeah, yeah. They should done the uh, practice facilities, the team facilities, all that. So, pretty much, is everyone working pretty much remotely from from home, you know, or teaming up with teammates at a park?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean that that's a big that's a big um, you know attack not a tactic but a strategical disadvantage uh for the Steelers, right? Being that they weren't even real they were indirectly affected. So that's I can kinda see why we can go to a forfeiting games. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's all words at this point. As soon as one of these situations come up, I'd like to see what the ramifications will end up being, whether it's draft picks, whether it's a fine, whether it's forfeiting a game, whether it's all three who knows? We'll have to see. Uh, but it seems like the NFL is really strict about it uh, moving forward. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see what, go, what goes on. But let's go ahead and start talking about football because we talked about a lot prior uh, to to talking about football in this podcast. We talked about everything, storylines, my, uh, my vacation habits, Monday Night Football, <laughs> talked about everything. But let's get into it and let's start with the man. The Tiger King Joe Burrow, the dude gets his <laughs> first win, his first dub. How do you see that going forward with the Bengals?
1: Joey B, man, that's my guy, Joey B. I've, I've been saying it, man. He's obviously the best quarterback in college. Um, yeah, yeah, another three hundred yard performance. He's gonna be something special. He's he's gonna be up there with your with your Patrick Mahomes every year with your, you know, uh, Lamar Jacksons, Deshaun Watsons. You know all these young quarterbacks that we talk about. Joey Burrow's gonna be in that conversation with those guys. You know he's he's gonna be around for a while. The way the way he's looking already, and and that team has a lot of holes. So for him to be balling out the way he is with just a, a horrible offensive line, it, it's special, man. He's got a, he's got a dope running back, uh, Joe Mixon behind him. Uh, the receiving core is not too bad. He has, you know, uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, uh, A.J. Green, of course, and even John Ross. So he's, he's got some weapons over there. So I, I'd say you the, the Bengals got something to look forward to. Now you just got to continue to, you know, get the right pieces around and get the offensive line, build up the defense, and I think the Bengals could, could really be competitive for the next few years to come.
0: Could you imagine that, though, like looking at the, the AFC North, like looking – At the shift of power, because you wonder how long the Steelers could sustain their success. I mean, they've been Mm -hmm. successful for all the years that Ben Roethlisberger has been there and he wants to be there a little bit longer. But who knows how long that is. But then you look at the future with with the Bengals. You can, I guess, throw in the the Browns. I, I don't know.
1: I don't know what to think about the Browns. <laughs> they well, got some. They got some superstars over there. Just we don't know about the quarterback.
0: Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the Browns here in a little <laughs> bit. Fred called that one, man. I just got to say, he called that game Browns and Cowboys. We'll talk about that in a sec. But uh, but yeah, you look at Joe Burrow. You look at the Bengals. This guy's putting up numbers, and like you said, it's without no offensive line. So it's it's really. It's really impressive. And, you know, looking at this season, um, I was talking about, you know, who could potentially win the, the rookie of the year, right? And looking at it coming out of the college, uh, com- coming out of the draft, that is, um, I, was, I was very favoring the wide receivers. I was favoring Ruggs. I was favoring CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb's is actually having two good uh, back-to-back games for Dallas, not translating into wins, but he's having good, uh, good receiving games, right? So right. he's probably one of the better uh, rookie wide receivers there are out of that top, that top tier of mm-hmm. rookie wide receivers Um and rugs. He's been battling injuries, so he can't, he can't get on the field. He can't produce, but you know, looking at Joe Burrow, I think that it's going to be a no brainer when it comes down to rookie of the year, no matter how good, these uh, wide receivers go because it very rarely goes to wide receivers. The last wide receiver that got it was uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Who Mm -hmm. had himself a hell of a day. I mean, (laughs) Jesus, I keep, I keep teasing the Browns and Cowboys. I'm going to tease it one more time. The OBJ was the last one that, uh, that got the, the offensive rookie of the year um, as a wide receiver. So it doesn't happen as often. But Joe Burrow, if he continues to produce at this level, I mean, I'm saying rookie of the year isn't going to be the only thing in his trophy case. Like that, he's he's on pace for an MVP, maybe even a Super Bowl for the Bengals. Ooh, ooh, ooh I, I, Wow, I, I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling myself with Joe Burrow, man. I got Bur, I got Burrow fever, man. I'm telling you, Joe Burrow is something special to watch. I, I love to watch him. Uh, I wish he was on more primetime games. Is he on any more right. primetime games this
1: year? Who Joey B? Um, you know what? I think they only have. Um, I think they already they have one Monday night game they do towards the end of the year versus Steelers. Um, Ooh, so yeah, they they got one. one, so we can see him some primetime over there. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I gotta see uh Joey Burrow. I gotta see more some more of Joey B. That's that's the guy.
0: Yeah, man. I I need to see some more Joe Burrow. Get rid of Tom Brady. You know what they should do? They should just they should just uh swap out the uh the the Bucks and Bears Thursday night game and throw the Bengals in there. Just throw the yeah. Bengals <laughs> in on Thursday night. Screw it. Nobody wants nobody wants to see Brady and Foles rematch of the Super Bowl come on man.
1: and they play they play the Ravens this week too so come on Joy being Lamar Jackson Ooh. Thursday night football come Ooh. on that would
0: be that would be amazing oh my god we need to be in charge <laughs> of the scheduling I'm telling you we need to be in charge of the scheduling but uh but Joe Burrow man he's he's a special guy he's a special special quarterback for sure um but let's go ahead and give everybody what they what they've been dying to hear about is the Browns and the Cowboys What's going on with them boys over there in Big D, man? What's going on in Dallas?
1: You know, Dak Prescott loves him some good old garbage time. I'll tell you that. He's the
0: new Matt Ryan. <laughs> he's the new Matt Ryan of fantasy.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah. if you got him on fantasy, your team is probably looking pretty good right now. He He's, he's on a tear right now. I mean, if you were to pull up his stat sheet at the end of a game or, you know, what he's done so far in the season, to any other quarterback, you're like, Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the league, hands down, no question. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> but then you just you you look at the win column and you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you look that, at his that, stats. It's like it's not even close. And then he has yeah, one yeah, win to you, show for it.
1: Yeah, you're you're just like, oh my god, dude. How do you how do you put up 500 passing yards and you lost? That right there is just like often do you hear that? It's, it's, it's crazy to me. I've never, I mean, of course there's been teams, but it's rare you see a team with that much talent they have on offense, or even the the, the name players they have on defense just continually the same things happen. They fall behind early, they start getting whooped on, and then they just start balling out in the second half. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Why don't they just show up and play from the beginning? I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know if it's just that, you know, I just having that bad luck, but yeah, I, the Cowboys you they've got some issues. They have got major issues over there.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, and and it's 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 funny, but it's sad at the same time because remember at the beginning of this year we were talking about the NFC East. And we were talking about who could win the NFC East. Well, the Cowboys and the Eagles <laughs> are still the Eagles could still potentially win the NFC East right now. They are in first place. They are yeah, in first that is place. Just
1: sad. <laughs> that is and they're, just and they're sad one, right two, there. and
0: one in first place going into Week Five. A one win oh, team is in first place. That division is just terrible. But my question is: you know, Why don't is, we just?
1: No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, we 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 should just go ahead and just take the Cowboys, take the Eagles, take take the Washington franchise. And uh, the Giants, and just go ahead and just swap them out for Alabama, LSU, Clemson, and shit. Even you could even give me Ohio State. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just swap them out for college teams. I like just
1: give it. me the damn college teams, man. The, give me the, the four college teams. When we, every year it's something with those teams. Like it's just it's a sorry division. You know, there's times where they might be competitive, or one team you know looks like the competitive team, but it's just like, how many years has it been now since they've had? just a sorry division.
0: You know, it it's it's weird too because I think when we grew up, when we were younger, when we were in high school, the NFC East was one of was like the gauntlet of of divisions. But then now I'm like was it even that great before or was it just talked up because of every <laughs> all the other teams in it? You know what I'm saying? Like because I feel like we've had these these teams this so, quote-unquote, gauntlet of a division. I feel like it's been crap for the last at least five years. Like, I feel like there, there's been nothing coming out of that division. Am I wrong?
1: I, I mean, you had the Eagles with their Super Bowl run, but...
0: They got lucky. They got lucky.
1: You, you know, I didn't want to be that guy, but... <laughs> they got lucky. I, 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 yeah, I think they had a lot of things just happen to fall, fall in the right place for them, and you just had one of the greatest game plans against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So I'll give you that much. But other than that, yeah, the, the Cowboys haven't – they haven't even made it to made it to the Super Bowl since the 90s. Um, the Washington franchise team has been – you know, they've had teams that were pretty good here and there. But that's I, – I guess you could say that's all they had. And then the Giants, we thank them for beating Tom Brady twice. Other than that, you know, that's pretty much all they got.
0: That's pretty much it. And I mean – you're talking about the Washington football franchise. The last time they were really relevant, I mean, if you want to throw in RG three there, I guess you can. But I was gonna say like Clinton Portis, like that was the last right, time yeah, yeah, that they yeah. were really good. That was the last. And that time. was that
1: was actually my favorite. We want to talk about Madden games. Those oh. were, that was one of my favorite oh, teams yeah. was to have the Clinton Portis, Antoine Randall, Santana Moss, Chris Cooley team. That that oh, was my team right man, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now,
0: now you're going back. You're going back to the Madden days. Yeah. That team was a uh, was a dangerous team, yeah, for sure. But uh but yeah, man, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. I mean the Giants, yeah. The the Eagles I, I applaud all three of those or I guess two of those teams three times beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Because if it didn't happen, we're talking about like what, eight, nine rings? Yeah, we can't Jeez. we can't have that. We can't have that. So I'm glad that they won their Super Bowls when they did, but I think that that division just, I think it gets talked up so much with nothing to show for. And the Cowboys year in and year out, this is their year. It's going to be their year. The Cowboys, it's going to be their year. And what do they do every single year? They don't, <laughs> you, you said that they haven't been uh, to the Super Bowl since the 90s. They hadn't won a playoff game since I think two years ago. I think it was the first time that they won a, a, a playoff game. They hadn't won one in such a long time. Uh, so the the Cowboys, I mean, they're a whole, they're, they're a big problem right now. And Dak Prescott, he's putting up the numbers. Like he has three consecutive games with 350 passing yards, or I'm sorry, 450 400, yards passing yeah. yards. Oof. Yeah, and, and that's a lot. That's a lot. But my question is, what I was going to ask, why don't they give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott more than they do? Why does it all have to be on Dak?
1: It's got to be the, it's the play calling. You, you know, they, they brought, they got rid of Jason Garrett. They bring in Mike McCarthy who, you know, he's not even calling the plays. It's, it's Kellen Moore. So if you're getting the same play calling, and the same results, then obviously there's probably something wrong with your, your offensive coordinator. You You've got to get him to start running the ball more. Um, he's making Dak look like a superstar. I'll say that. Okay, you got your quarterback looking like a like you know one of the one of the best quarterbacks out there, but it's not resulting in wins. So you you got to change it up. You you got to get Zeke involved. Um, the year that that they're rookies, Dak may have won rookie of the year, but everyone knew the team ran through Zeke. You know, if Zeke had a big game, they likely won. If Zeke had a bad game, they likely lost. So you know, I I, I think it's still translates to this day it's the same exact thing Zeke only had 12 carries for 54 yards and you look at the Browns team they had 300 rushing yards yeah Baker Mayfield didn't even he only had a 165 like obviously they took your formula and used it against you we're just gonna run all over you guys we're not even gonna have to, Baker Baker only throw uh, he threw 30 times and only 19 completions so I don't know the, the Cowboys need to go ahead and just stick to the run or Get the run, run involved. Get get the, get the running game going. Do something with the running game. But man, they well, well <laughs> that my, defense over there is just trash.
0: Well, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Their defense is really bad. <laughs> but but uh, but <laughs> Dallas, like that's my thing. Is why don't they give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott? I'm not just pleading for this because he's on my fantasy team. I am pleading for this because when you have a top tier running back and you're not using him. I mean, they're using him more in the passing game, which I appreciate, but they're not using him uh, running the ball. And what happens is, you're not taking time off the clock. You're giving the other team more time to mm-hmm. possess the ball. the The Browns won the possession battle by uh, by seven minutes. They had thirty three minutes, twenty seven seconds. The Cowboys had 26 minutes and 33 seconds. You're not going to win a football game if you don't win the possession battle. That's just, that's, I mean, you can, but it's not going to happen. Not more, more likely than not, it's not Mm going to happen. So I just, they, they have to start feeding him, man. Like I understand that Dak is doing good things right now, but they're not resulting in the ultimate in getting the W they're one in three right now. They're, they're not even in first place, <laughs> okay? So they have to change something. They have to change something there um, with, with Dak Prescott and, and, and just the way that they run the offense. I mean, they started off really good. It was mm-hmm. 14, I think it was 14 to nothing or 14 to seven, something like that. And then the defense just shit the bed and it was garbage time, like you said, with Dak Prescott in the fourth quarter because they didn't do anything in between that time. The, the second okay. quarter, third quarter, they were shut out. Right.
1: So mm.
0: obviously something isn't happening. And maybe they didn't run the ball as much because the Browns dropped 24 on them in the second quarter. But I don't know. I, I just, I think they need, they need to start running the ball more. I really do. When you have someone like that, if they didn't have a top five running back like they do, maybe I wouldn't fight it as much. But you got Ezekiel Elliott, man. Let, the, let yeah. him eat read the tattoo mm-hmm. let him eat that's what i'm saying
1: <laughs> yeah i mean and you know just just like how had pointed out and you know his keys for the browns he said that you know he, they had to get odell involved early you know he's a superstar of the team you got to get your superstars involved and then you know what do they do they have odell come out with a huge game you know he had uh 80 receiving yards but the two receiving touchdowns and then the uh he had 73 rushing yards you know including the the fi- the highlight real 50 yard touchdown run he had so you know they got him involved Dallas needs to do the same if you have a superstar in Zeke you got to get him involved um you know I know they love Cooper over there but come on let's be real when it comes to superstar level Cooper is not as much of a, a main feature as Zeke he's a great receiver yeah but Zeke you put Zeke on any team and he's in a, he's in a immediately make a huge impact so you got to feed Zeke. You got to get him get, get him involved. And you you got to find a way to keep your defense off the field cuz that is clearly the weakness. The longer they're out there, the long the more they're going to get beat up. So you you definitely got to feed Zeke.
0: Yeah. And you can kill two birds with one stone with that. Mm. You run the ball, you keep your defense off the field.
1: <laughs> That's just <Right. laughs>
0: and you and you give them more rest because you're taking more clock. I I just Maybe it's too simple for I don't know I don't know is it is it harder than it is Maybe it is but I feel like it's a simple adjustment to the game plan That's just it's frustrating I'm not even a yeah. Cowboys fan I sound like a Cowboys fan right now <laughs> the, I, I don't Oh my god I'm just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight the Cowboys anymore If they want to If they want <laughs> to throw their season and give it to uh, Give it to the Eagles the the one two and one Eagles Then go ahead Be my guest. but you know, play calling, we, we always have big, big complaints about play calling. Now, I'm going to give you the floor here because I know that you, my friend, as far as schemes go, you did not like how Sunday went with the Raiders and the Bills. Go ahead. You have the floor. Tell me how you're really feeling about Win City right now.
1: So to, 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 go back to what we said earlier, you know, we had, we had lost Bill O'Brien, you know, he, he lost his job. Dan Quinn may be next, you know, sitting on for, he should be next. Right. Well, yesterday, I don't even have a Twitter account, but I was on a lot of Instagram pages yesterday and I was trying to get people with Twitter accounts to get fired Gunther trending on Twitter. Cause he's got to go. You want to talk about guys that has got to get fired. Paul. Gunther from the defensive coordinator has got to go. I oh my god, I've lost my mind with him, man, since he's been there for what two two years and four game four games now this season. So he's been there for, you know, the, the two seasons and now this will be his third. In that time frame, the points per game allowed, we are 31st. In yards per play, we are 31st. Passer ratings allowed, we are 31st. Sacks, we're 32nd. Takeaways, we're 32nd. We, hands down, no debate, have the worst defense. Like, you want to talk about how crappy the the Cowboys' defense is? Their defense, ain't got none on our our defense, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) At least they can create turnovers. At least they can get sacks. We can't even do that. We our sacks are when the quarterback is there for way too long, and eventually gets the sack. You know, they then we'll get the sack, or he'll make the quarterback will make a, a silly throw, and we randomly get an interception. Those are the kind of plays we get. We don't have no type of defensive scheme that has our defense playing aggressive. Like they all just play this this weak drop back zone coverage, and they just play so soft. They just keep everything in front of them, and that's it okay, we didn't allow the big play yet, but they got a 15 yard completion in front of us, but that's okay because it was in front of us. We're in front of them. So <laughs> I mean, I don't understand the method and the defense. it's Josh Allen had a field day out there. I mean he only had 200 and what 260 or 280, but it wasn't it wasn't the final line that that implemented it. It was how he was doing it throughout the game just dropping back and taking what he wanted. He he was finding guys wide open. They had no answer for Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was out there just finding the wide open, find the wide open route, and just making the easy catch. I mean, he had we had one great catch where he just mossed uh, Eric Harris, who's who's another guy that I've just I've had it up with him. I'm, you know he's not that guy. He's not a starting caliber safety. Um, we have Lamarcus Joyner who's been getting burnt in the nickel, and we signed him. He was a safety from the Rams. Defensive coordinator wanted him to play nickel for whatever reason, and he's been getting torched. He needs to move back to safety. Eric Harris back to the bench, and let's go sign a damn nickel corner because this isn't working out. Um, week in, week out, we talk about the defense, and what do I say? If the Raiders don't score 30, we don't win. Well, guess what? We dropped 23, and we allowed 30, and we lost. And this is the third time the defense has allowed 30. The the only game we didn't allow 30, 30 was when we when we beat the Saints, uh, 34 to 24 and even then that was a shootout so the defense I've, I've had it up with it man the the defense I'm just they, the defensive coordinator has got to go
0: yeah I mean they're trending up though right
1: you know what the crazy <laughs> thing about it is <laughs> as as horrible as it was I ended up not going with the Raiders defense because I was just like you know what I'm uh, nah I'm just not and you know, thankful, thank God I didn't. But at the same time, it didn't even it didn't even do me any good with who I went with. You know, when looking at my defensive matchups, man, I was I was looking at all the defensive matchups, the available defenses. And I kid you not, I thought about starting the Bengals defense oh. against the Jags. Oh. But they only got one point. Then I was like, okay, maybe I should go with the Chargers against the Bucks, but I was like, nah, they got zero. So then I'm like, okay, uh, the smart decision in my head was go with the Cardinals defense over the, the Panthers. Cause I'm like, you know, I don't think they'll have that bad of a game. Well, they got me negative three. So I'm like, what the hell is going on with these defenses, man? <laughs> but yeah, you know, like I said, the, you know, the Raiders defense, it is trending up. And the funny thing is it did trend up. They got one point on fantasy. D. <laughs>
0: You should have went with your gut, man. I'm I should have went with
1: my damn gut, man. I went with the Cardinals. I got negative three. Had I gone with my gut, I would have got one. You
0: would have got one. You and got that's
1: one. a huge four-point swing, but whatever. It is what it is. man, but man again, again, with the defense, though, like I said, averaging 30 points per game. Yeah. The only defenses doing that this season so far, the Saints, the Vikings, the Texans, the Browns, Lions, Jets, Cowboys, and Atlanta. Out of all those teams, which one has a winning record? Only the Browns. And why the Browns? Because they played Dallas, and they dropped 49 on them. <laughs> other than that, yeah. had they played any other regular team? They'd probably be 2-2 two and two this week also. So if you allow your, any team to just continue to drop 30, you're not going to win. We're averaging 28 points per game as an offense. That's the top. That's the top offense right there. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, averaging twenty-eight points per game. So you cannot put any blame on the offense. The offense had two critical fumbles that I would say pretty much sealed the game as a loss. But it, at the end of the day, they shouldn't have to drop thirty points just to win the game. You know what I mean? We got the Eagles winning the game with twenty-five. We just seen that the the uh was it the the damn Chiefs just beat the uh. Patriots they didn't have to drop 30 like it's ridiculous you shouldn't have to drop 30 every damn week to win a football game
0: yeah yeah man it's it's uh it's funny how a change of two weeks uh can change your mentality man (laughs) because two weeks ago (laughs) two Mondays ago you were talking Super Bowl I remember that (laughs) I remember that And and I know you were you were joking you were having fun but it's like you know the 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 two losses back to back they they were rough they were rough, and yeah, yeah. the the Raiders it, it, it's defense rough when is it's when bad. It's,
1: it's when it's a close game like yeah. when it's that close that's the most frustrating because it's like I honestly I didn't really know if I had us winning or losing that game but as the game was going on I'm like this is a winnable game like sure, Josh it Allen it sure went out there like and just went up twenty one skunk then okay we got we got our butts whipped. I'll take the L. But when it's a winnable game and you just realize like the, the small mental mistakes, it's it's just frustrating, man. And it's like said this first half of the season is going to be hard. We knew it was going to be hard. We had one of the hardest tough stretches of the season uh, to start the season off. But like I said, if we can just get through the first seven, eight weeks with a decent record, you know, either 500 or even a game under 500, that'll be okay with me. Cause the whole second half of the season is just, it's downhill running for us. So you know, I don't mind it, but it's just the way we lose, giving up 30 points per game, every team we play, like started to feel confident in the, in the passing defense. You know, like I mentioned, the Bills couldn't run the ball. Well, we can't play pass defense either. We stopped the Bills running attack. You know, they only had, uh, what was it? 60, 60 to- uh, total rushing yards as a team. They had 24 carries for 64 total yards rushing. We had, we held Josh Allen to negative one rushing. I'll say that's a plus, but they're not a running team. They're a passing team. And what do they do? They pass all over us. So I don't know. I, I have no confidence in the defense. The defensive coordinator has got to go. He is the issue that we are not winning these games that we should be winning or could be winning. Um the the offense is dangerous though. I would I will say that the office offense is, is definitely dangerous. And I have a whole lot of confidence confidence in that. Um I think the end of the year this will be a top ten offense still. Um And this is without Henry Ruggs. You know, that's Nelson Aguilar or Zay Jones out there. With Henry Ruggs, yeah, we're definitely going to be a top 10 offense. I love the offense. And let me say this. There's no bigger or more annoying fan base. Fan base. I've had some conversations with Raider fans, man, and we have got some very ignorant fans. I'll say that much. You know, just just after everything going on, nobody bashes Derek Carr more than Raider fans. I'll tell you that oh, yeah. much. No, Nobody in the world bashes Derek Carr more than Raider fans. Oh, yeah. I'm hearing left and right all these comments about Carr, you know, saying how, how he's improving. He's looking really good. He has eight touchdowns this season to no interceptions, minus the fumbles, whatever. But a top passer rating, 70 completion percent. Like, he's looking really damn good. Well, here we are. <laughs> we blame Derek Carr everything. It's Derek Carr's fault because, uh, you know, he, didn't, he, he let the Bills drop 30 on us. It's his fault. <laughs> I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of losing.
0: <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah. And, and you Carr. know what that was?
1: That was him taking shots at the defense because he's like, you know what? Yeah. For the last few years, I've been doing my damn job. I've been coming up here being consistent, learning the new offense, playing with these new weapons, trying to make it work. But the defense, you guys are giving me the same damn bullshit every year. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. And I hope John Gruden does cut his relationship his friendly relationship ties with, with Paul Gunther. But he's gotta go. Gunther has gotta go.
0: Yeah, man. It's it's funny how you talk about the Raider fan, the Raider fan base, right? Because um because I'm I'm in some Raider groups uh on Facebook, right? Not because mm. I'm a fan, but because I'm in there Uh, I do my, I do my writing, my sports writing, right. For, uh, for sports headquarters, shout out Sports headquarters. Um, But I'm in there and I promote content. Right. And for a couple of weeks I was, I was actually putting out some, some Raider articles. And after this game, I I saw comments in there saying that they should get rid of Derek Carr, that, uh, that Marcus Mariota needs to come in. I'm just like, (laughs) all right, I give Derek Carr a hard time, but I'm not gonna bench him for Mariota at this <laughs> moment. Okay, I was saying that as a joke prior to to this season. I knew I wasn't actually believing that Mariota would would uh, would take over the starting job, but I had some <laughs> some Raider fans in those groups actually yeah. brought that mm-hmm. up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, are you are you shitting me? I'm like, it, yeah. it's kind of the same people. You know, every fan base has it. It's the same people that was like, oh, don't bring Jimmy, Jimmy G back. We got Nick Mullins. Well, Nick Mullins sucked <laughs> this past weekend, okay? Let, G, CJ Beathard looked better coming in for his 19 passes at the end of the game. <laughs> all right? We don't have a, a QB controversy over here. We don't, Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, these fans, they, they're they something else, man. I don't understand how you can blame Derek Carr. He, okay, he fumbled, and that fumble pretty much sealed the game away. But even then, dude, he outperformed Josh Allen. Every game this season, if you look, pull up the stat sheet, he outperformed the opposing quarterback every single game this year. Now, granted, Cam Newton didn't have to do much against us last year, but he still, I mean, last season, last week, but he still threw 30 times, and Derek Carr still outperformed him. Derek Carr has averaged literally over 70% every damn game. Multiple touchdowns every damn game. Like, a 300-yard performance, 70 completion percentage, two touchdowns. He even ran. He had more rushing yards than Josh Allen. What more do you want from the guy, man? Like it, It's just unbelievable to me the way people try and just bash Carr and think that a new quarterback will do us any better. Well, I'm sorry that we have to drop 35 points to win a game. You know, how many teams have to do that? Okay, you can say Lamar, well, Lamar Jackson does it. Well, he does it because he's that damn good. The defense, the defense is that damn good. They don't even have to do it, but he does it because he's that damn good. But come on, man, to expect 30 points every game. And you want to, you want to, people want to, you know, they're taking shots at Gruden. Oh, his, his play calling was horrible, blah, 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 blah. We have a top 10 offense right now. What are you talking about? Why would you want to get rid of a top 10 offense? When you have a bottom 25 defense or a, a bottom 10 defense, like <laughs> it's just unbelievable to me, man. The, the defense has got to go. You pull up Josh Allen's numbers, two, what is it? Two, 288, two touchdowns, 24 of 34. Derek Carr was 32 of 44, 311, two touchdowns, same damn thing. But you don't see the Bills talking about, oh, we should get rid of Josh Allen. Like <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous, man.
0: Yeah. All, all I got to say, man, is, uh, Two down, three to go, is all I gotta say. Oh, we're
1: beating no Brady. you know what we we probably will well I'm gonna say we're probably we we very much likely are gonna get whooped next week by Mahomes. But but Brady Brady's oh yeah, we're about to unleash we're gonna unleash on Brady. We we, we got a lot of frustration. We've got a lot of frustration to let go on on Brady right now. I
0: don't know, man. He just dropped five touchdowns. On the uh, on the Chargers, okay. I I don't know. I don't know how that's that, you go. know what
1: that's final. They let Herbert drop thirty one, so we're dropping forty. I'm calling it. We're <laughs> dropping forty on him.
0: All right. Hey, well you have to you have to at least score more than thirty, right? Because yeah, you know definitely you more know Brady's 30. gonna get more than thirty. You know that for
1: final a fact. score 41-38, one thirty eight, I'm calling it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Two or man. three
1: weeks in advance. I forgot when the game is, but I'm calling it right here, right now. <laughs>
0: Oh man, yeah, that's uh that's uh, it's it's a rough stretch for the Raiders. And and yeah, I I still I'm standing by that 5 in a row, man. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Uh but next week, yeah, you guys got Patrick Mahomes. Whoever has any Chiefs players, doesn't
1: matter if they're third, fourth, fifth string,
0: practice start squad, them start all. them.
1: <laughs> start them all. Backup running backs, backup tight ends, just see all of them. Might even be the backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, start all,
0: start all of them. I'm not even joking. You, you wish we were joking, but oh my gosh, that's uh, that's gonna be. Uh, I just, I don't think you should even turn on the game, man. I think that's gonna be really rough, really rough. Yeah. Is it in? Is it in Kansas City?
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it, mm-hmm. Yep, oh, it's in, oh, it is in Kansas City. Oh. Yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm hoping they took a little bit of game plan because the Patriots' defense. You know, they they put up a little bit of a fight against Mahomes. He didn't really get to, you know, ball out the way we usually see him play. So, you know, I'm hoping that uh they took some kind of note, some kind of something. And hopefully we can prevent Mahomes from dropping fifty on us.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh Derek Carr though, I mean, he's one of those he's 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 actually doing pretty good. He's having a good season. So I really don't understand uh the fans calling for Mariota to come in. I really, I really don't. I really don't get it. Um, he's third, actually, in completion uh, completion percentage, with uh, Russell Wilson actually leading the way with seventy five. Number two is my man, CJ Beathard. <laughs> CJ Beathard with his with his nineteen attempts, fourteen completions, a seventy three per, uh, completion percentage. Oh my God, man, where where do I even start? Uh, about the 49ers to close out this podcast before we talk so, about Thursday night football. Where, where oh, before you start? get started,
1: before you get started, before you get started, let me just say shout out day day, man. I was right there. I told you we got the upset. I told you an upset was coming, man. Get the hell out <laughs> of go here. Ahead, take, 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 take the four. Go ahead. Take the four. The four is yours.
0: I just want to say day day. That was a fluke. You guys shouldn't <laughs> have won. I don't know what happened. Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, it was – I uh, I don't even – I don't have words. I don't have words. The, I know the team is hurt with injuries, okay? But the thing that I didn't understand was – and the thing that really frustrated me, because they were actually doing pretty decent on the defensive side, um, and George Kittle had himself a freaking monstrous return. That was a huge shot to the arm. A dude had – Fifteen reception on fifteen targets, hundred and eighty-three yards.
1: Didn't okay. matter who threw it,
0: dude. He was tearing it up. Brandon Ayuk looks like another copy of Debo Samuel. I'm I'm loving Brandon Ayuk right now. But
1: <laughs> yeah, he looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, he he looked good. He didn't do good in the. I mean, he didn't get the the reception yards, but that you see that that leap over the the Eagles uh, defender. To get into the yeah, end zone? Yeah,
1: and he, yeah he, he, it's funny. He really looks like a miniature Debo. <laughs>
0: he does. He does. Because Debo is more muscular, right? Like, Debo, Debo yeah, is more he's built. Like,
1: Debo's got like, I want to say Debo's got like three inches on him, too.
0: Yeah, so he's just, he looks like another Debo uh, running out the <laughs> other side. I was like, uh, for a second, I was like, is that Debo? And then, no, nah, it was it was Brandon Ayuk. He looks really good. So, those are my takeaways from the game. But my thing is, my, my dude, Nick Mullins, okay? It it was a bad week for Knicks. Like Nick Foles, he didn't have a good one. Nick Nick Chubb got hurt, so he's gonna be Oof. down for a little bit. That was a big blow. Man. Um. So Kareem Hunt owners in fantasy, it, that that's a that's a huge shot to the arm for you. But
1: he might get, even want to uh, get the backup too. He had he had what almost 100 yards yeah, against Dallas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Again, it's Dallas. It's Dallas. They they suck. <laughs> but but but, uh, but yeah, a bad a bad week for Knicks. Nick Mullins, I just, the thing that irritated me was his second interception that turned into a pick six. I didn't know who the hell he was throwing to because there was three Eagles in the vicinity of that pass. And the <laughs> dude, what, he never even moved. I don't know if he never even saw him. I don't know. But he threw it right to him. I don't remember who it was. Day could probably tell you who it is, but... He he picked them off, ran it in, and at that point I was just like, "It's over, it's over." But then I was I was clinging to the TV, I was watching it, um, and you know I, I was still holding on to a little bit of hope at the end. But there there was no, there was no way, there was no way, um, that they were they were gonna overcome that. I mean, CJ Beathard came in, he looked pretty good, he was moving down the field. I was like, "Ooh, this looks promising. Maybe uh, they'll be able to get something here." But um, you know, they don't get the two point conversion, which that was actually a big play at the beginning of the game. I was very confused by it. but that yeah, So uh, was
1: Dede. Dede was, was upset.
0: <laughs> well, I was like, why the hell are they going for two? It's the first score of the game. But then it turned out to be yeah, one of the most the pivotal ones. It turned out to be the pivotal. Mm-hmm. That, that's what changed the game because that forced the 49ers to have to go for two. They didn't get it. And had it not been that way, they would have been down by, uh, by, well, they still would have been down by four, I think. But, uh, but yeah, it it changed, it changed the game. It changed the game as far as how they were going about it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't understand that call on the Eagles, but everything else with the 49ers, uh, I I just, you know, everyone was talking about Nick Mullins, like Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins. He's, he's the guy forget Jimmy G. I, I can't wait to see Jimmy G back on the field. like, it, it's it's looking rough, man. Like I was, I was even talking it up. I was saying, "Oh, Nick Mullins, he's really good," but I mean, yeah, he did good against the Giants. I didn't believe that he's better than than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, come on, man. So yeah, he
1: he had a rough. You can see when he first came out, and he the first two throw throw attempts that he made, they were completely overthrown, and it was just like, uh "Oh, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, this, this doesn't
1: look like it's going to be a good night."
0: It looked rough, and and the thing with uh, Kyle Shanahan is I don't I don't think that he's as good at adjusting um, than other coaches in the league. I would say uh, because there was there was no adjustment made with Nick Mullins. So the, I don't know if it was just execution on his on his side of it, but the offense just looked very anemic. They weren't doing anything. It was it was a bad look. It it really was. Um, until until C.J. Beathard came in. So we'll have to see how long uh, the Garoppolo injury keeps him sidelined. There's some talk that he may come back this week, but, I mean, you can't go Nick Mullins out there. You got to go C.J. Beathard. Be- Beathard looked a lot better. Granted, it's a smaller sample size, so I'm not going to – I don't know. Do they go Nick Mullins again? I don't know. But I, w- I would much rather have Jimmy Garoppolo out there uh, but the injuries, I'm, it's just killing them, man. It's killing them. Ziggy Ansah went out with a torn oof. bicep. He's out for the year. Kawan oh, Williams, man. he's landing on the IL. It's like they're dropping like flies, and you know, everyone talks about the Super Bowl hangover. This is like legit a curse this season. I've never seen so many people, so many players for one team get injured in this four-week span, and... And they're all big names too. I mean, Sherman should be coming back. I think uh, he's eligible to come back anyway, week five. So we'll we'll see about that. But I mean, it's just one guy. It's not going to change everything. Um, and and honestly, the the defense isn't the big problem. I feel
1: it's it's the offense. You can't score. Yeah the the yeah the defense has been pretty much holding its own. Now, granted, you guys have had. Games against the Jets and the Giants. So take advantage while you can. And next week, you get another advantage with Miami. So take advantage while you can. Um, I would probably hold off, honestly, with Jimmy another week. I would probably do the same thing with Aline Um I don't know. Nick Mullins, he, he just he looks so off. But then, you know, maybe it was a Sunday night jitters. Maybe he just, you know, it was just an off game. Who knows? Um, but against the dolphins, like I, I highly doubt you need Jimmy for the dolphins. Um, but well, I didn't think got, we needed him against gotta, the
0: Eagles. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you've definitely got to take advantage of that. And you know, it was a easy, I wouldn't say it was, yeah, it was a pretty easy first five games for you guys. You guys got the Cardinals, which was a game I felt you guys should have won, but you didn't. Um, easy games with the jets giants. The Eagles are playing like crap. You guys should have beat them honestly, um, and then you get the Dolphins. But your next few games, yeah, you better you better hope your team gets healthy because these next that next stretch, you talk about zero five for us. I got you guys like what is that one two three four five? I got you guys zero six for the next six zero and seven. I'm sorry zero and seven the next seven games after Miami. So yeah, <laughs> right, you better get we'll healthy. See. <laughs> we'll
0: see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll count. We'll count that down. But yeah, the Dolphins. I mean, it, it should be a manageable game. For the Niners, but, again, I thought the same thing for the Eagles. The Eagles have a better defense, I will say that. Uh, but the Dolphins, they they dropped 31 in Week 3, and they dropped 23 against the Seahawks. So, I mean, that The not, Seahawks don't yeah, have defense, Yeah, it's the, it's, yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> even, yeah. even with all those injuries, the Niners' defense is just way more stout than what the Seahawks got.
0: They have a lot of depth. They have a lot of depth. That's one thing that I'll say about the 49ers yeah. on defense. They have a lot of depth, but... I mean, they're down. When you look at all the injuries, we just got Kittle back. We just got Debo back. So hopefully those guys can help out the offense. Um, Debo wasn't necessarily a big big factor in in the game on Sunday night. But, you know, we're down our top two running backs. We're down. Trent Williams, by the way, he got manhandled, man. I've never seen Trent Williams get destroyed like that on the line. He was getting knocked back. Every single play, I was watching. I was like, "What the hell is wrong with this guy?" And then one of them, he threw the defender straight into the quarterback. I'm like, "What? What?" Because he thought he was going down, but it's, like he clearly didn't, and he he just threw him right yeah. into the quarterback. I'm like, "What's going on here?" Was so, that
1: uh, was, was that was that Barnett or was that Brandon Graham doing that?
0: Uh, I think it was Barnett. Well, Barnett was on. I think it was Barnett. Barnett was on Trent Williams majority of the night. But it could have been one that that they switched. But uh, Barnett was on Williams. He was he was just run, he was running him yeah. over, man. Like it, it was it was kind <laughs> of embarrassing. I'm like, this is the guy. This is the guy. Like, like I, was, I was so mad because uh, I because I know how good Trent Williams is and the potential. It, like I've seen him just manhandle people, and the fact that he was getting manhandled, I, I just couldn't take it. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't handle it. But uh, we'll see. Mm. I mean, it was a tough loss. It was a game that they should have won. Nick Mullins, he looked like a deer in headlights, and that's how he played. So um, Miami, that's that's a winnable game. They got to win that. They got to go out there. They got to execute. Uh, so we'll have to see. Yeah, like you said, they're going against Miami. Maybe you don't play Jimmy G because you want him to get that extra week of rest. Kind of the same thing that I feel that the Packers did with Devontae Adams, uh, not throwing him out there. Yeah, with he the showed frustra-
1: yeah, He showed a lot of frustration. So. Oh,
0: yeah, he was pissed, but I mean... It makes sense. You have them rest, then they have the bye week, then you're you're rested on two weeks. So, um, you should you should be mm-hmm. good by then, and and you know you're not not just playing for right now. You're playing for that Super Bowl because right. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for that uh that Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson matchup. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: that, that'll be a game right there. Yeah, that, two that, elite that. quarterbacks. Oh my god.
0: I mean, who would you rather have in the Super Bowl to go against Patrick Mahomes? Assuming that it's Patrick Mahomes uh, in the Super Bowl, who would you rather have, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers?
1: Uh, I'd probably go with Rodgers only for the fact that uh, they have, they actually have some defense. You know, it's not an elite defense, but at least it's something. You're going to need something against uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, because the you just let – Ryan Fitzpatrick have a good game. You just let Dak Prescott have a good game. Uh, I forgot what other teams they played early on, but every team they played, Matt Ryan, every team they played has a, destroyed them through the air. So you you don't want to see Patrick Mahomes through the air. <laughs> so yeah. I, would, I, would, I would say I would probably, I'd probably go with the Packers, and then we, we get the Aaron Rodgers comparisons with, with Mahomes. Let me get a, a Mahomes and Rodgers Super Bowl. Why not?
0: Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one for sure. Let's go ahead. And end this podcast here. Let's uh let's talk about the Thursday night game real quick. Buccaneers and the Bears, Brady versus Foles. Assuming that Foles hasn't been benched for Trubisky, so so uh, that's what we have going into Thursday night. How do you see that playing out?
1: We're gonna see Mitchell Trubisky in the third quarter. I'm calling it. <laughs>
0: oh, we are are we? Are we? We're now? gonna see
1: Mitchell Trubisky in the third quarter. Yeah, mm, yeah. Bears, good luck. Go sign Kaepernick. Go do something.
0: Hey, the bear, but, the Bears got knocked down to reality real quick,
1: uh, oh, yeah. putting up
0: 11 points on, on, the, on the Colts, man. That was rough. That was a rough one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Nick Foles against Brady, that would be pretty damn hilarious if Nick Foles beats Brady again. That would be pretty <laughs> damn funny. Okay? That, that would be pretty funny. I'm not going to lie.
1: You know, you know it, it's almost as if, if the NFL put this for Thursday night on purpose, cause they knew Nick Foles would be starting by now.
0: <laughs> you know what they were, they were hoping and they probably thought that Nick Foles would win the starting job out of training camp. So that's probably why they set it up. But yeah, Brady Foles, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Brady just because I don't, I don't believe in the, I don't believe in the bears. I'm, I'm going to go. Brady yeah, no, in no one. way
1: now. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going with the bucks easily.
0: Yeah. So are you going to watch that game at all? going to going to play it in the background maybe
1: Yeah yeah I'll I'll definitely have it on in the background um I don't know if we, if we if we got some some MLB playoffs or NBA finals during that I don't know if, the, if there's any games going on that day but yeah it'll it'll definitely be on in the background
0: Oh yeah oh yeah lots of sports man lots of sports MLB uh with with your A's everything going on I'm rooting I'm rooting for uh for the A's this week can't have the Ashos advancing, man. Can't, can't Same with that. them, man.
1: They need some damn defense. <laughs> <laughs> defense, man. What is going on with teams nowadays, man? Oh, man. Defense doesn't <laughs> exist.
0: Uh, if you, if you have <laughs> offense, that's all you need. That's the philosophy right? now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Fred was on to something, too, when he had said that. He said, have the Niners won the Super Bowl, we probably would be looking at more defensive-minded teams this season rather than. High-powered offenses.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: It is what it is.
0: For sure, yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Thank you for uh, for bringing that up again, right right before I go to bed, <laughs> so I can have nightmares of Patrick Mahomes. Oh my gosh! All right, well, we're gonna end it here. That was a fun podcast. Went a little bit longer, but hey, I was gone for for uh for an episode. I was uh I was eager to come back to the podcast, so it was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it, Ant, and we'll talk to you uh, (laughs) next time when we look at the preview for week five. Talk to you next time.